All right. I feel like everybody here is just kind of expecting a uh, serious intro eventually. So welcome to being a panorama podcast brought to you by, well, nobody for right now, (laughs) for now, (laughs) but you know what? Today's topic is something that affects, especially our generation with social media. And we'll talk about whether this has always been a problem and maybe it's just hidden. But now that we have everybody connected at the, you know, literally the touch of a screen, (laughs) I think it's more evident now. So I guess, you know, to start off, first of all, I wanted to address what cancel culture is at its core. Like, how would you describe cancel culture? If you had to talk to like an alien, like how would you describe the cancel culture phenomenon in the United States of America? (laughs) You make one mistake that got recorded and it was posted. People see it and it's game over. It's game over, man. Everyone. I don't think it's fair that uh, the other, the older generations didn't grow up on social media. They didn't, they didn't have every single thing recorded. Could you imagine? But then those people get to hold the kids our age under a scope that I don't think is fair. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that (laughs) because we've all been, we've all pulled a fire. Well, not all of us. I mean, you have, we've all pulled a fire alarm before. (laughs) We've all done things dumb in adolescence and, you know, you're a jokester, obviously. So you've done some things like all of us have done things that could technically get us canceled. So even starting this podcast, it feels as if, you know, we could get canceled if we say one wrong thing. I don't really care breaking news, but (laughs) I don't think we're probably going to get canceled at this range but i think the bigger you get the more volatile it is and so if i had to describe cancel culture to an alien it would just be to me anyways it's a polarized issue and to back that up uh 38 of republicans think it's a major issue whereas only 18 percent of democrats view it as a major issue now of course Breaking news, the independents break in the middle and are in the mid 20s. So, (laughs) but however, however, 86% of independents think cancel culture is an issue. 94% of Republicans think cancel culture is an issue. And the Democrat one is also in the high 80s. So everybody thinks it's an issue. But I think when you start talking about whether it's a huge issue, that's, that's where it gets polarized because then people, you know, Democrats are like, don't think it's as big of an issue because breaking news, more people that lean right get canceled than more people that lean left. And it has happened to people that lean left, but (laughs) I don't know. It's just a matter of who's in the establishment or what's seen as a hot take on a lot of stuff. What's crazy is like the left, the everything they say in the corporate, it's all like the people that stand up for that and are activists aren't standing up for anything that's original and like, not heard of like you're not the resistance of every major news network supports you (laughs) the biggest example that i can think of and i've talked to a lot of people about this that is so phony and so fake is the protesting and resistance of like all these instagram accounts and these companies that make multi-billion dollars and whenever it's gay pride month or black history month or whatever like some thing that is like a championed by the people which to say that's right or wrong is whatever up to you i think subjective it's subjective it doesn't matter the point is all these companies that don't give a flying f word about 
well, shouldn't say the F word, but they don't get, they don't care about these people. They never interact with these people. They're never going to interact with these people. They put a little marker for their profile picture to show that they support these people. They a do nothing. Mark. They do nothing else. They change all their stuff to color code it, to match the theme of support, but they do nothing else whatsoever to actually support or help the people that they're championing. So to say that all these giant corporations and everything are actually making a difference, it's really just kind of hurting people overall by creating a false narrative of what's right and wrong, which leads into cancel culture. Well, again, as I said, it doesn't just affect the celebrities even. Now it's just like your average day person can get canceled. It's kind of like suing a guy that has no money. It's like, all right, <laughs> you canceled this person that makes 50000 a year. Now what? Yeah. You know, what's the next move? I, you know, to me anyways, I don't believe in cancel culture because there's other things to be worried about. You know, the fact that maybe we're bombing like Syria and stuff like that, you know, I don't know, like killing innocent people overseas. I, there's bigger issues at hand than whether, you know, I, whatever the like stupid microaggression case that it could be. <laughs> yeah. The biggest thing that I find to be crazy about following the little guy and trying to get the anyone canceled. I think of us as like high school athletes and we're just kind of working our way up. Maybe we'll get to the league someday, but as soon as the draft hits, they're going to comb through every little thing that's ever been posted about us or like the athletes. You're done. You're canceled. You said one thing 10 years ago, you're done. Well, and that's, that's the million dollar question. What is redeemable as society? How do we re how does somebody redeem themselves? Because if we can establish that, we're all constantly growing and trying to be better. Well, the majority of people are. Well, the, what somebody did or said 30 years ago, sometimes even, like, it just seems petty. Like, is this the last resort that we, we go to? I don't understand. Like, if you dis, like, for example, and I don't care what people say. I think it's absolutely in saying that the president of the united states got his social media accounts taken down like that's a huge deal and you know why it's hardly getting talked about because the mainstream doesn't cover it like regardless of what you think about the election whether it was stolen or not i don't really care i don't think that i think a biden won anyways but like regardless like i don't understand and then the Capitol riots, of course, that's why he like ended up really getting banned. They were already thinking about it. And it's kind of like when 9-11 happened. It's like mm -hmm. they already had the bill written up for the uh, Patriot Act. It's just something had to happen. And so when these things happen, well, then you have people like AOC saying that she uh, got shot or almost got shot. Meanwhile, she's not even in the same building that it's happening in. And then the fact checkers on Twitter say that uh, it isn't it was wasn't entirely true with the statement of her saying that like no. then and again this is where it has to be objective of what's up okay then who are these fact checkers who are they funded by look at the article who is the article funded by right or left it's just like there's always an agenda to be pushed and sometimes pushed out in the terms of cancel culture <laughs> well i'm curious to see with those fact checkers how are you certified as like a verifiable news source like well, what that's just according to the private business and here's another thing and then here's the argument well, you're a libertarian. So of course it's, it's the private business. They can do what they want. 
they're funded like they're they are mega corporations where everybody is able to use them and i'm not saying there should be restrictions but i think that we should at least be able to have a discussion about it and not just go oh well it's private business they can do what they want it's like all right yes we've established that can we move on to the next point now and actually have a discussion about whether they should be able to just turn the president's accounts off if they can turn the president's social media accounts off they can turn anybody's off that's Mm -hmm. so that's where i'm standing at with that but the redeemable culture i don't i don't know if there even is a way right now to be redeemable have we what they offer an apology and nobody and even if they are sincere about it nobody's going to believe that you know yeah like well you said that that must be who you are but if it was 10 years ago you change (laughs) well they always say well you're saying you're apologizing now because you got caught well yeah, because I've changed since then. So why should I apologize for something I said 10 years ago? Like you can apologize for it. Yeah. But no one's going to buy the apology because it feels forced now. So regardless of whatever happens, as soon as you're like targeted by that canceling, there's really no way out of it. You really can't show change. If it's something really bad too, like, and you do like apologize and are able to admit like, yes, what I did there was wrong, evil, like I'm a bad person. We're all like sinful born by Nate. Well, I guess that's a debate. Are humans born evil? We can get into that later. Are they? they? But, but let me make the assumption that we are humans are evil. Well, then everybody's making mistakes constantly. If you're born like with the mistake. So if, if, if their apology where they say I've moved as a person, I recognize these mistakes and that's still not good enough. Well, then we've created a society where you get truly one chance and, nobody lives uh like a perfect life you know like edward snowden says everybody's like not necessarily hiding something but everybody's doing something that like it's just fact it's just human nature everybody's Mm -hmm. doing something or has done something at one point in their life that was a little bit sketchy and they've grown as people at least that's what we hope but and but if now if we can't even move past our prior mistakes then we're just kind of a society that keeps living in the past based upon what other people are doing and we're never progressing forward and growing as people. Well, I mean, I agree completely with you. Like we need to understand that if someone's changed, you're only going to bring out the worst in them by trying to bring back the bad stuff rather than focusing on, I should clarify if they committed like a horrible murder and they're a serial killer, they're probably going to get sent to jail. All right. You messed up. You're going to get sent to jail. But if you got posted doing something, you know, that's, whatever wishy-washy like 15 years ago i think there's a good chance that person has changed i from experience have spoken with a person who used to be in a very sketchy situation did many illegal things and they ended up getting out of it having a kid and they're set now and they're doing really good for themselves and they're a great american great person they help out great like everything about them is awesome to say that they have to be defined by what they did for two years of their life for the rest of their life before and after is insane to think we are 20 when we were 12 for the rest of our lives should we be defined by something we did when we were 12 am i going to be known as the one guy who pulled a fire alarm in middle school for the rest of my life well yes you are of course yes i mean you know i I might be i still am our our male front or our prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed until we're 26 years old so decisions that especially men are making for 26, you know, they're not always going to be the wisest. 
So not always. No. <laughs> I just wanted to see what happened, man. All right. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a fire alarm going off already. I saw it sitting there. Hold it. Try to what's push the, it back up. What's this myth like that when you pull it down, ink shoots out or whatever? So that didn't, that's just a myth. Mythbusters, no, Brandon Steinhauer edition. Myth busted. Ink does not shoot out. At least however, at Cheney Middle School, anyways. However, when you pull it, <laughs> when you pull it down, there's no way to push it back up to show, to hide that you pulled it down because I panicked and tried to push it back up. Didn't go as planned, and uh, they got me. They caught me in 4K, man. <laughs> they, the principal came to see me, but uh, no, I I'm glad that was the only uh, horrible thing that I guess has been recorded of me doing. Other people aren't as fortunate, though. No, which actually brings a great point up about social media and the amount of recordings and. Co- re- just coverage of people's lives all the time and technology. It's a lot harder to get away with stuff than before. Not necessarily. It's good to get away with stuff. Yeah. But mistakes in general are a lot easier to let go of when it's in 4k and someone can play it back every single second. Because back in the day, back in my day, you know, our grandparents, they never had to worry about something they were doing and it was going to be recorded and sent on Twitter and 90 plus million people are going to be calling for their head in two weeks. Well, I think another problem is, is that we are becoming a little bit more of, well, this is the debate, I guess, actually. Like, have we became softer as a culture? Yes. In my opinion, so. yes. yes. Well, and because, for example, like the power goes out in Texas and people are lining up for bottles of water. Like we're pretty volatile. Like it doesn't take much to set our society off. So we're, we're already softer in the first place. So given that, well then words of course are going to hurt so much more than because of physical actions do than words will too. But, and so then it just spirals a little bit. And that's a little bit of a pessimistic view, I would say. And, I, and again, this, that's also why I brought up 86% of people do think it's a problem. So now that we've recognized that it's a problem, well, the reason why it just continues is because of the thing called the minority that are super loud, obnoxious, overshadow the majority of people that think things are ridiculous. We've all been there. We go on a social media article. Where do we go? To the comment section. What's that meme? It's like, oh, here for some like entertaining comments that I'm about to get a good education. it's like, and then you read those and then that's our view on how we label society. It's like, well, the comment section was just a whole cesspool of, you can imagine what. And so then we just think that's how society is. So acknowledging that we've gotten softer, acknowledging that words hurt more. Well, then how do we move from here and how do we uh, progress as society? I mean, I really threw you a tough question there, but when we don't to... have the answer. There are no answers right now. Nobody knows. This is the first time we've ever had this technology. It's just crazy things that I've just always thought of. I'll try to roll with it with the best that I've thought of, you know, 20 year old brain still developing. Focusing on the right issues. I mean, really people. Yeah, are focusing... like what should we get upset about clapping for the wrong reasons? Yeah. I always was... say that. Exactly. No, exactly, man. Like, it's crazy to think that people are dying in genocides across the world. And 
we're ordering with taxpayer dollars to bomb other countries and kill people in their homes. We don't even know why we're over there. Yeah. And, you know, industrial war complex and such with how profitable it is. But how do we move forward as society? Like what, what is the way? People, I think, are afraid to focus on the big scaries. So they're focusing on stuff that they feel like they can do. So yes. if some guy said something wrong, oh, well, I'm an average Joe. But if I say something on Twitter, I can make change. I can fix this. That's not the right vigilante justice without causation. It's really just like vigilante justice online without ever really getting anything done. You're not I mean, doing really, anything. Yes. It takes nothing, human action. There's nothing ever being done by a lot of these. The only time that you see some like someone actually get ruined is superstars or like celebrities that have to have a certain image about them. And there's one detail or video or photo that, you know, doesn't put them in a good way. They're canceled because the people that are paying them in these mega companies cannot afford to ruin their image, which they probably don't even care about what they did. It's just perception. And so I think we just need to understand that going online and focusing on these little tiny details about people's lives, you're not really making real change. You need to focus on the bigger issues in the world. Yeah. So we all need to, and we need to like take personal responsibility to do that. And so, you know, for me anyways, like part of contributing and trying to like help other people out is like working through mission work or like, you know, starting up a business, running a podcast, providing some kind of value to people that isn't just me on Twitter, just, uh, you know, roasting God knows what, or, well, I can't even tweet at Donald Trump anymore because he's just completely off the app. So, but, you know, I, I totally agree with you. Really a lot of cancel culture, honestly, to like big, the government, like it's just a distraction. Like it doesn't really matter to them because it doesn't, that doesn't really drive policy change. That just distracts people from looking at the policies that they're doing, or they'll do a policy that's PC and with it will be barreled in some other stuff that has nothing to do with PC culture. And that is like where it can get like kind of scary a little bit, but we hope, you know, you, as we've already mentioned, 86% of people think it's a problem. So we just hope I, you know, the majority hopefully can eventually stand up to these people and go, you know what? Like, stop i don't want like just (laughs) i I think the thing is though the people that are they're like a fly they're a fly that keeps going on you and you try to like smack it but then it like it's the mosquito (laughs) i'm sorry but you always grab it by your fingers so i mean i can't do that because i i'm not asian but i'm not gonna get canceled am i gonna get canceled for that i might i don't know (laughs) i'm gonna cancel you yes adam gets canceled that's the title asian america yep anyways no but the counterpoint to cancel culture on why it's a good thing. I actually looked into this today because I was reading uh, some tweets on Twitter, as I usually do, and I got into the war zone comment section because some guy was outside of his truck and he held his hand up like this. I've seen that. And I read the comments that people were saying how outrageous it was. He got canceled and they were trying to cancel him. I don't really know about all that stuff. He got fired, by the way. Unfortunate. I hope he lands on his feet. But the comment section was saying how cancel culture is necessary. 
And they not only said it was necessary to get the bad guys and all the evil people out of power, but to bring light of the societal norms that have been established that we're okay with right now that we shouldn't be okay with. We just let it happen. And we just let it happen, but we shouldn't let it just happen. To a certain point, understanding that something is wrong is a good thing. The way that they are handling it, I think, is the issue. You're not going to win people over with your ideology or the idea that something is wrong by trying to just get someone, their life destroyed. Like, there's no redeemable chances for some of these people off of one mistake or one photo. And a lot of them are as simple as just sitting outside your car doing this. And you got fired and you have to find a new job. You're not going to win people over with that. You're just not yeah, going to. No, and there was a while there where it was actually trending as like a thing to look at. Do you remember that? Where you, if people would hold up like this, like the peace sign and it was like a, yeah. if you look at it like, oh, and then all of a sudden I wasn't, <sighs> all right, here's a story actually. Here's a good one. Taking pictures, senior year of basketball and uh, we're, we like, we do three at a time. It was like some dumb photo thing. You know how it goes. Yeah. So there's three of us, me and uh two black kids. All right. And so by the way, shout out Karote and uh, Hamza, if you're listening, you these are the two. And uh, <laughs> so they held up these signs and these are black people. And the guy goes, Oh, are you sure? Like you should like, he's like, are you sure about that? Keep in mind, all three of us had no clue, not even the slightest clue that that was even like like a hostile thing mm -hmm. and we we're like yeah like of course like it's kind of fun like we're holding up the three-pointer like we're making a three yeah and well moral of the story we did it anyways <laughs> but yeah. it's kind of it's so ironic like the guy was trying to be pc to two african-americans like right i'm just like dude it doesn't matter we don't even we didn't even know about this like and it's just like see and that's where we hold value on things the society that holds value and that's a negative thing so <laughs> just creating, I mean, it's just creating an issue where there wasn't one really. Yeah. Like it's basketball. Like people do this all the time. Like when they make yeah, it three, like, I, I like, don't understand, you know, of course I, I was making them rain all the time and <laughs> yeah. Or us in the student section sitting there like this, you know, just getting after it. <laughs> no, that whole entire way that started was so dumb because like some white supremacist went like this and they're like, the it's a w and this is the beginning of the p white supreme like white premise like, i don't know like or it's white like a conspiracy power. thing it's like, like white and then pepe the frog like people started biting into it and yeah, doing like, a bunch oh, of stuff like, with that yeah or like they did conspiracies are wild they're like oh brandon pulled the fire alarm at cheney middle school find out how this was connected to facebook actually trying to like clear the school like <laughs> Yeah, or like he knew something that we didn't. There was yeah. a bomb that he wanted us to be saved from. Like it's you're imagine if there was actually though, and you like actually like saved the school by accident, you know? Like we don't even know if you could have been a hero. <laughs> you just took the fall. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you went to chain middle school same time as me, I was trying to save you. Yeah. <laughs> just know. I wasn't trying to keep you outside for an extra 10 minutes. I was trying to save your lives. Thank yeah. me. Don't hate me. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll wrap it up kind of with another absurd story, and I don't and I don't know if you heard about this. Well, actually, it's not as absurd. Maybe it's a little more debatable, but this is just my personal opinion. The last or about a week ago, 
uh throwback to that song about a week ago uh <laughs> the they sent the united states government sent a 95 year old guy that used to be in a nazi soldier back to germany to be tried as a war criminal all he was was like a navy like officer type deal and i just think that's so petty and ridiculous like we can't move and i know he's 95 years old he wasn't even like a head guy. He was just participating in the act. Like if we had sent our troops over to the Middle East and started committing genocide and 50 years later, like should they be responsible for those war crimes when they were really just doing what they were told? Because that's what everybody says in those times. Look right now, like it's the same thing and not as bad of a degree, but like, how do you fault somebody 95 years old? It just seems petty. It's kind of like, come on, man, just leave the guy alone. Like he's living, he hasn't, he had doesn't have any criminal record. He hasn't made a peep. He just lives in a house and just like does his daily. And people will say, well, like, he needs to rot in hell. And like, I don't sympathize with any Nazis at all. But it's also kind of like where you need to use common sense and go, well, he's 95 years old and he's like going to die anyway. And nobody wants to be 95 years old for the most part. So like he probably doesn't even want to be alive himself. But like you're probably doing him a favor by entering his life quicker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Live, I don't. Want, I don't want to live till ninety-five. If I'm being quite honest with you, unless medicine gets better or I get robot limbs or something crazy, Elon Musk hooks me up with that robot special, and I can move around. I don't want to be that old. But yeah, that that's just ridiculous. But like the final. If he was, if you're just a soldier following orders, and you're glad to be out of the war when it's over, because who knows, he could have been opposed to it, but he would have died if he didn't do it. Maybe he was someone really gung-ho on getting after, you know, the Jews, something really bad. He wasn't, though. Like, he was just a naval, a naval officer. Like, <laughs> but that's what's, so cra- that's what's crazy is that there's people that were just following orders, and they probably regret having to do that for their whole entire life. Like, who is to say that, like, 10 years after the fact, he still wasn't suffering, like, extreme trauma thinking about what his country did and yeah. all the pain that suffered. And then the consequences to Germany after the regular people who kind of had to deal with it and not the Nazis. It's tough. Like it was really tough for them. And he went through all of that, knowing that he had to part like participate because he might've gotten volunteered. Maybe he just went to be a Naval officer who knows. Yeah. And you got to think about, like you said, when he's objecting to things, like you got to really put yourself in his spot and go, it's not as easy as you'd think, which is why we need people to stand up and be courageous. But, you know, in his case, you know, it's hard to really blame the guy. Like you feel horrible like, and it's just a horrible situation, but it just seems petty and it's kind of goes along with the cancel culture. And like, it's just at a certain point, we need to just let some things go and we need to learn from them. So that, that whole situation reminds me of a lot of people who champion cancel culture where they say if I was in Nazi Germany when they started trying to go after them I would have just told Hitler no or I would have been like I would have been against it I would have said we shouldn't be in this war I, I yeah. will give yeah I'll give them like no credit for that there you've seen the meme where it's like how everybody thinks they'll be and it's like this the one guy sitting in the crowd where they're all go- having their hands up like it's the salute Hitler and and then it's like how what everybody actually really is and it's everybody standing up it's like it's kind of true it's just how it happens but to to finish uh 
this off. I'm actually, I know I said this before, but I'm going to do it again. I said, I said it was going to be done. It's like, I'm one a preacher more. right now. Yeah. I'm like a preacher right now. Hold up. I got one more thing. One more. I'll give a defensive cancel culture to the degree that in order to have a productive society, we need to have like a more conservative right leaning. And we need to have a little more left leaning because like, we need to find, we need to have discussion between the two to create a solution but instead we have like instead of going like coming together just moving farther apart and so like cancel culture's best efforts is like trying to like keep the right in check or just keep like people in general in check to make sure they're being like culturally which like i just don't agree with that i don't i don't you can't the randomness of the human experience in general is just like impossible it's impossible to make like we said, when you make mistakes, you can't move on. It's really hard to be redeemable. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, things happen, man. Can you imagine? Like, I know some people say that they told uh, when you go to a movie theater back when those used to exist, huh? and they go, enjoy your movie. And you go, thanks, you too. <laughs> and they're not going to see the movie. And they go home thinking about how stupid they were. And they sit on that for a while. Now, imagine if that was like, on Twitter and everyone replayed it over and over and over and sent it to you. How hard would it be to let go of that mistake? I mean, really? Yeah. And now amplify that up to a million with cancel culture. I think overall more damage will be done, but maybe in some situations it's helping. But it's still evolving too. Now we'll keep talking about this as it evolves because it's just constantly moving. Everything's moving. Information becomes information is moving at 180 times every six months, which is also the debate of like, you know, like education in college, how quick that can actually become expired. But regardless though, information is moving so quick, we're gonna keep evolving and we'll keep talking about it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Once again, I'm your host, Adam Heupel, joined by Brandon Steinhauer. Peace out and be built different, baby. <laughs>